Hello and welcome to another edition of the Basic Bible Podcast. And I'm here with Derek Hayes, who is the interim pastor at First Baptist Church of Freeport, Illinois. Derek, welcome to the podcast. Good to be here. Thank you for having me, Kevin. Is it really good to be here? It is. Okay, I want to make sure you're not lying. It's cold, but it's good to be here. It is cold. The heat is not working here in our uh, studio slash classroom, uh, but we're going to make the best of it. Anyway, we are the frozen chosen uh, today. (laughs) But all right, well, we are. uh, We're talking about preaching today, and specifically expository preaching. So, Derek, what do you, uh, how do we define expository preaching? Um, so I, I think, so first of all, I'm just a, a student of expository preaching. So, uh, I'm not even sure that I'm supposed to be doing this interview. Well, we're going to say obsessive student, because right now you're wearing a shirt that says, that talks about the cutting straight conference. Yeah. You are a student of preaching. Yeah. I'm a student. I'm a student of, of, of preaching. Um, but the term expository preaching has, um, I'll just say extended its boundaries yeah. uh, seemingly over the last few years where it seems like that term has actually lost meaning. Hmm. Um, I, I, I like the term um, text-driven preaching better okay. now. Not just going to change know, the whole title of my yeah, podcast. Not, That's not that we have to use terms or anything like that, but uh, David Allen, who is the um, dean of the School of hmm. Preaching, um, at Southwestern Theological Seminary out in Fort Worth, Texas. He's uh, written a book or edited a book uh, called Text Driven Preaching, and it has a ton of essays in it. And um, when it comes down to it, text driven preaching or expository preaching is when you preach the text that you read. Hmm. Um, and you, uh, when you stand to preach, you read a, a passage of scripture. Um, you read that from you. You explain what it meant then, yeah, uh, and you give application to what it what it means uh, now. And uh, you you tell you tell the truth about that text. Right. Uh, I have a friend by the name of uh, Romel Williams who is a preacher that uh, everybody should hear before they go to heaven. Um, and Romel Williams says. Uh, that some preachers tell the truth on Jesus, but they lie about the text. Yes. Uh, yes. So uh, expository preaching or text-driven preaching is, is telling the truth about the text that you read and yeah. trying to explain uh, that text, that passage of Scripture, uh, as clearly as you possibly can. So um, your sermon is controlled and bound by the text that you just read. Absolutely. And so instead of the text being like a springboard to a topic you want to address, you are driven, as as you said, by this one particular yeah. set of verses. So you, you, you're trying to explain the point of that passage. Right. Um, so you don't come up with an idea. You know, a lot of guys come up with fancy titles yeah. and uh, sermon illustrations, and they go to the scriptures to search something. Right. To fit their own ideas, and um, that that's not that's not true exposition. Yeah. Well, you dropped the name David Allen. I'm going to drop the name Tim Keller, uh-huh. and his book on preaching, which I've got right here, uh-huh. uh, he defines it or describes it as uh, to draw out the meaning of the text, to ground all your assertions in the text, and then move through large channels of the Bible systematically. But again, that whole idea of 
that you are bound by this text. This is your limitation. Yeah. Um, when I first started preaching, uh, my pastor, who is a, another preacher that I think mm. everybody should hear, Pastor K. Edward Copeland, he uh, told me right before we went into the sanctuary, he said, now get it off the paper. Uh, but for nine months I had worked on uh, one verse, mm. John 14, 6. And he, he said, listen, when you preach that, make sure you preach John 14 yeah. and, and 6. You don't have to go all around uh, the Bible to explain right. uh, this, this passage of Scripture or this single sentence uh, in the Scripture. Another thing um, that a lot of people believe expository preaching is only um, it's bound by verse by verse and you know preaching whole chapters of the book yeah. where you got to preach a whole book you know right. through a series so some guys stay in you know Jonah for two three years yeah. you know so but I don't I don't necessarily think expository preaching is limited to that right I think you can do a topic say for instance you can take uh, the topic of prayer, and you can do single sermons that are still expository right. and text-driven sermons. Right, as on, long as you're prayer. taking apart that text. Yeah. And, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, when we talk about preaching, expository preaching, what, what scriptures come to mind? Um, let me see. You pointed out, I think you pointed out, uh, like, Acts 20. Right. And, what is it, Acts 27? Acts, yeah, right. Or, Acts chapter 20, verse 27. Verse 27. Not just Acts 27. Yeah, huh. you got <laughs> it. Um, which basically says, I, I did not shrink. Uh, and he talks yep. about, uh, listen, you got to preach the whole counsel of God. So that's one right. thing. Um, I think Nehemiah 8 and mm. 8 maybe kind of yeah. gives a clear uh, model of expositional preaching. Right, there he, in, he's in, standing there. And I'm, I'm stealing it. Go ahead. Yeah, you're right. You're on it. Well, there hey, he is. He's, he's, he's standing above the people, and he opens up the word, and he and I believe the phrase is he made it clear. He made it clear. Right. He expounded on that which he read. Yeah. Uh, so that's, I, I think that's the first model of expo, right. expositional preaching that we see um, in Scripture. And then, uh, like even Second Timothy, you know, preach the word. Right. Uh, so we don't preach our own ideas. Yeah. Um, but we, when we preach the word, we need to make sure the word that we preach is within context. Right. Uh, so, so location matters when it comes to yeah. expositional preaching. And, um, and in Second Timothy, I mean Second Timothy four, the idea of, of, of preaching the word, um, and that's in the context of in the last days there will be people who have uh, itching ears, yeah, and they want to hear what's pleasant to them. They want to hear uh, what's good to them. But you, Timothy. You're not to do that. You are to instead preach the word. Yeah. Focus on the word, not just what people want to hear or not just what your own ideas are, but specifically preach the word. Yeah, so it's it's so easy to get caught up uh, with what's going on right. in, in the world and try to preach the headlines. Yeah, uh, we make it relevant. Make it relevant. Uh, so there's nothing more relevant than Scripture. And I think yeah. if we stick to Scripture, uh, we don't... There's two things are going to happen. We're going to get in trouble, yeah. and we're going to be all right. Um, right. So um, I just got done preaching through, uh, went up through Nehemiah chapter yeah. 5, and now we'll start something something else up. But some of the things that 
Uh, so you're not going to spend 10 years in Nehemiah? No, not going to spend okay. 10 years in Nehemiah. Then you're not really reformed then, for my reformed listeners. Uh, you know, maybe with a lowercase <laughs> r, I'm kind of reform-friendly. Um, but in, in Nehemiah, there are some, some principles um, that kind of point directly to politics hmm. um, that's relevant to even today. Right. So some people may take offense out, out of, you know, how, how we're approaching yeah. Nehemiah. Uh, so you know there's things like that but I met, said all that to say that uh, the Bible you don't have to make the Bible relevant right. you just need to show its relevance you you just uh, need to stand up and preach yeah. it yeah. <laughs> I mean it's already relevant we don't have to make it relevant yeah. at all yeah. and it's amazing when you go through uh, whether it's book by book or verse by verse it is amazing what comes up exactly um, and just how applicable it is to Really, every situation in life, and, and we don't even think of it that way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, talking about dangers to avoid uh, when it comes to preaching, you you hit on something that's really just been a pet peeve of mine. Um, you, you said they can speak spit, uh, scriptural truth, uh, but they're making themselves liars. You just said that. So you can you can tell the truth on on, on Jesus, but yes. you can lie on the text. Right. Yeah. And you. you it's amazing how many speakers I hear who will not say anything that is wrong. There's nothing uh, heretical about their message. In fact, it's a good message. It just has nothing to do with the text they just read, or yeah. very little to do. Yeah. So sometimes, um, sometimes just for those who who listen, um, if they ever get a chance, or if you ever get a chance to go to uh, a Charles Simeon Trust workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, go to that because one of the things that that you learn to do at the Charles Simeon Trust Workshop is to um, not look at the text from today's lens. We mm-hmm. have to go back and see what the what was the author's um, original intent to the original reader. Yeah. So we we have to see what that original intent intent was right. before we can decide how to apply it right. today. I always say the Bible is not written for, the Bible is not written to us, but for us. Exactly. And so th- this is the thing. Yeah. Uh, the Bible isn't about us. Right. The Bible, the Bible is about Jesus. Right. And once we, once we get that down and, you know, quit trying to make the stories about us. Yeah. Uh, even though there are, you know, in Bible stories, we can find ourselves. We can find some of our characteristics uh, but it's not the Bible isn't about us, yeah. and uh, I think that far too often we approach um, the Bible in a selfish way, thinking that we're the star of the story or right. you know the situation that we need to explain but is. That's what makes those sermons I think so dangerous, uh-huh. is because you're in a good expository message or just a good sermon. Not only are you learning the text, but you are learning how to study the text. Exactly. You are learning from the preacher how do I look at this text from its from its uh, in, intended uh, audience, and how do I see that as applicable to me? How do I see Christ in the bigger meta narrative of Scripture? But if I'm just hearing simple truths, I'm not learning how to study. But I think even worse, now I am not devoted to the Scripture, but I'm devoted to that preacher. I'm devoted exactly. to that man. Yeah. And now we're in a dangerous situation because yeah. I'm learning just to trust whatever this guy says, and. Uh, as Acts says, I'm not being a Berean searching through the scriptures to see if this guy's 
limiting himself to the text or faithful to the text. Yeah. So I think the other danger, the other side is, so you, you have the sermons that are, uh, the Bible is just a prop. The Bible, I mean, I, I can, um, I don't want to get myself into too much trouble. I remember as a kid listening to a particular preacher, and no matter what the text is, he would always make the same point. Yeah. Uh, the text was just the, the introduction. The yeah. text was just almost unnecessary. But the other end of this, this spectrum, I mean, you, we kind of hit on this a little bit, but when you turn the sermon into just a mere lecture, yeah. when it turns into a bunch of word studies combined in you know forty five minutes, yeah. talk a little bit about that. How do you get into that danger? So, one of the dangers that I've seen with uh, men who want to be faithful uh, to expositional preaching is they become boring because yeah. one, um, they feel like they're preaching to either all preachers. Yeah. Or they're preaching to seminary students. Right. Um, so you don't you don't take everything that you do in your study to the pulpit. Yeah. Um, in fact, if you do that, you may not be as faithful as you think you are right. uh, to, to the text. So uh, oftentimes uh, preachers become too lofty yeah. in, in the pulpit in their approach uh, of the text. And they're trying to, to prove or maybe not even trying to prove intentionally, but they're saying what they know right. about the text rather than coming, standing, and preaching about who they know. Right. We, we preach because of who we know, yeah. not not what we know. Right. And whatever text it is that you're preaching, who you know is in that text. Right. So, Yeah, I remember uh, a couple of years ago listening to Steve Lawson in Chicago, and he was on the story about being at John MacArthur's church, sitting in the front row with John MacArthur, listening to a guy preaching, and the whole time he's thinking, this is really bad. This is just a lecture. This is just a bunch of seminary papers, and it's just quite frankly boring. And how am I going to tell John MacArthur that at the end of this sermon? <laughs> and said, once, once the service was concluded, MacArthur looked over and said, he missed the point. Yeah. You know, He missed the point. There, there's no passion there. There's no... Um, application. It was just a lecture. And so, oftentimes a lecture, and I fall into this trap sometimes, not that I'm all that studied or learned, but you, because you do have a little more knowledge than the person in the pew, you kind of want to show that. Yeah. And it, you, that could be mistaken for um, wanting to dig deep into the text. Yeah. Uh, but if you've just lost half the audience, yeah. what have you done? And sometimes it's that and it's wanting to, to be to be real deep right? Uh, when we don't necessarily have to be. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, uh, one of my problems is I go to the pulpit and sometimes my passion gets in the way mm. uh, of what I'm trying sure. to, to communicate. So that's something that I, that I have to, I'm, you know, I'm still working on yeah. and I'm still struggling with not to let out, let my passion outweigh what the text right. is actually communicating. Uh, because, you know, uh, it's, Truth through personality. Who right. said this? Uh, that uh, preaching is is truth through um, personality. I just heard you say it. Yeah, somebody I'm said it. I, probably, for it. I probably got it wrong, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll take credit for that. But um, it's it's not so much about our personality, but the truth that we preach. Right. Uh, so that's that's what's important. Yeah, absolutely. So when we go to at this uh, our next section on on application. 
How does this apply to the person in the pew? Okay, I mean, you and I were preachers. Mm-hmm. At least I consider myself a preacher. Yeah, I, I do um, the best I can. <laughs> and so, I mean, we can talk about, we can talk shop all day. Um, but the average person coming to hear us preaching isn't going to have this conversation. So how do you tell that person, hey, listen, this is what you should be looking for in a message? Yeah. So, <clears throat> I, I think... I think it varies. So there's pastoral preaching where we, you know, some men preach to the same congregation every Sunday. Right. Uh, then there's itinerant preaching where, you know, guys are going out doing, uh, you know, revivals. And then there's the, the chapel message. Yeah. And it's how can I relate these truths to one, maybe the people that I preach to every Sunday and teach yeah. and do life with. But then I'm just traveling. How do I relate these truths? So it's it's um, it's difficult. But then again, we can't leave application out because my belief right. is this: if you leave application out, you're not finished preaching. Yeah. Um, but so let me say, preaching to a congregation, I preach to, um, uh, uh, I preach to people now. Um, who, who love Jesus, but we come out of a different context. Right. So some of the applications that I would normally use in, in my context, I can't use because I'm preaching to people who, who've um, worked farms yeah. all their lives. I have no knowledge of farms. So I'm trying to do life with these uh, individuals now at the church and I'm getting to know them sure. and I'm, I'm learning about them and I'm taking prayer requests and I'm, I'm praying for them. So I'm able to, um, I'm able to be more clear and more intentional right. uh, about my application. Um, but then just listening to uh, the hearts of people yeah. uh, to, to say, hey, this is what you're going to do. And sometimes the application is not this is what you should do, but what are you going to do? Right. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's different ways to uh, approach uh, application. And, of course, I don't have all the answers um, but you know, illustration and application in in ex- expositional mm. preaching, I think it's necessary. And if if you miss it, uh, then that takes away from from what you what you aim to do in the right. pulpit. Well, let's talk now about okay. How do how does a how does a person in the pew evaluate a message? In the sense of okay, I didn't go to seminary, I didn't. Uh, Take class. I haven't read the latest books on preaching, but I'm a guy sitting in my church, and I'm wondering how do I evaluate my pastor when he gets up there. Um, so one, uh, from what the pastor read, yeah, did you hear that explained? Right. But then, how is my life going to be different? Not just this week, or you know, when I step outside of the sanctuary. But what what's in these truths that I can use? Yeah. And then more importantly, what did I learn about Jesus? Yes. In this passage of scripture. So uh, one, I think the preacher needs to encourage the people to, you know, go home and do like the Bereans did and and study to see if these things uh, were true. Um, But. There, there's a book, and I can't remember who it's by. It's called Expository Listening. Hmm. Um, 
and it doesn't necessarily teach you how to listen to the pre. I guess it does in a way. But as you're talking, I'm going to go on Google. It it says, <laughs> uh, yeah, look up expository listening. Um, one of the things, one of the things that I want the people, um, I want the people to go home clearly knowing what this text was about. Hmm. Uh, and I want them to know clearly what I want them to know what can I do or to be questioning themselves about what they can do, hmm. you know, as a result of hearing right. this message. So I've pulled up here expository listening. Yeah. A practical handbook for hearing and doing God's word. Yeah. And that's by an author. Ken Ramsey. Ken Ramsey. Is he Ramsey? I don't know. Um, but we'll, we'll include the link to that and you can figure out your own pronunciation, yeah. but more importantly, you can look at the book. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, kind of a, a wrap up question with this whole section as, as someone who preaches now every week and, um, what do you wish the person in the pew knew about your messages or about, uh, your sermon prep or about what you've gone through before stepping up there? What I wish they knew. What what you wish they knew. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I've never, I've never, I've never thought about it. Um, my hope is that they know that I've spent time with God, mm. and uh, that I've spent time studying the Word. That's yeah. that's my hope. Um, that they know that I've I've spent time preparing. Uh, to, to preach yeah. and teach God's word. So you spent time soaking in the word. You've done your your research. You're not just getting hyped up on whatever, again, the latest headline is or whatever the latest cultural fad is, yeah. but you've been uh, delving into the depths of God's word, and that's what you want them to walk away yeah, with. Yeah, I, I want them to know... Um, that I'm trying to live out uh, mm. Acts six four, uh, you know, we devoted ourselves to the ministry of prayer and the right. word, and um, that that's what I that's what I want them to see in the pulpit. But that's what I want mm. them to, to hear as well, uh, because that's I'm not all that gifted in the area. Oh, of, I agree. Yeah. Of, communi- <laughs> of communication, I'm not that gifted of a of a preacher. So, you know, I, I do work, I work hard. I put in a number of hours um, throughout the week because I want God to be glorified when I stand right. and I, I want the people to um, to receive a clear message of what, what the Word of God is saying right now. All right, so our, our last section here, you've already met, you, you've recommended a couple of books. Are, are there any books, other books that you'd recommend on the, Topic of preaching. Yeah, so um, I'm always going to recommend H.B. Uh, Charles on mm-hmm. preaching, um, David Helm, Expositional Preaching, um, the book I mentioned, you know, uh, by some of the professors at Southwestern Seminary, Text Driven Preaching. Um, there's a book, I think it's maybe Jerry Vines wrote it. It's Progress in the Pulpit. Okay. And there's another book, and I can't think of. The author is Tony something, but it's called Faithful Preaching. Hmm. And that book has been extremely helpful 
um, to me. Um, another thing that you can do with not just books, but try to read some of the sermons yeah. of of pastors, dead and and right. alive. And you know, I'm not talking about they have to have been dead for a hundred years. So yeah, read right. you know Charles Spurgeon sermons. Yeah. Uh, but there's a man Pentecostal. Guy used to be the bishop. Uh-oh, okay, now our reformed off our audience is just <laughs> clicking be, off now. Okay, the, the bishop of of the Church of God in Christ, uh, Pastor G. E. Patterson. Hmm. Nobody could tell an Old Testament story like G. E. Patterson. He hmm. wasn't an expositional preacher, but man, he knew how to tell the story. Hmm. Uh, so now I'm talking about preachers you should right. listen to, but uh, you know, listen to him. Um, yeah. All right, well, let me add a couple of books that have helped me. Uh, the Kind of Preaching God Blesses by Steve Lawson. Mm-hmm. has a, just a little tiny book, which is good. Uh, I've, I mentioned already uh, Preaching by Tim Keller is more of a recent book. Um, I haven't read all the way through that, to be honest. But what I've read, uh, I've benefited from. Early in my ministry, uh, The Supremacy of God and Preaching by John Piper, mm-hmm. uh, which is fascinating. Uh, let's see the other books here. Christ-Centered Preaching by Brian Chappell. Uh, I've got the old edition. They've come, recently come out with a new edition of this, which is worth your time. And then I think the classic um, biblical, biblical preaching by yeah. Haddon Robinson, who just uh, recently passed away, yeah. um, is just an excellent beginner's guide. Uh, and if you're really, even if you're not a preacher, um, it, it's it's good to just work through and uh, really evaluating preaching um, from that perspective. Well, Derek, thanks again for for joining us, for braving the cold, yeah. and uh, coming way out of your way up here to, uh, to join us this week. Thank you for having me. And thank all of you for joining us. Don't forget to check out our website, www.basicbiblepodcast.org. You'll see a link to all these resources we just mentioned. And uh, you can check us out on Twitter at Basic Bible Cast. And uh, don't be afraid to leave us your comments on iTunes. And we'll see you back.